0: people like people like games what's up what's up and welcome back to episode 26 of people like games if you don't know by now, it is the Action Jackson of the game. Shout out to One Trace, a.k.a. the trafficker of words, a.k.a. the Don Quixote. I'm solo, To shorten that. I had to make that a bit grander than usual, given we are missing Lilo today. If you did not listen uh, to Tuesday's episode... Uh Lilo is out on personal leave, uh to, our, to which we do send out our condolences. Uh he'll be back on Tuesday to our regular regularly scheduled programming, as they say. Uh but anyway, on to a few plugs as it were. Uh the Twitter at people like games. You know what to do. Follow, hit us up. Let's chat and be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, also, find us on Anchor, Stitcher, or whatever podcast service you use other than Spotify and Tidal, who we do not know how to eventually get on our side. But fucking let us in. Let us in. But I guess it's going to be an episode cap that they require, to be frankly honest. So I guess we're going to find out uh, eventually if I ever actually hear from someone from their departments of services. But anyway, uh, initially we had set out to, uh, or at least I guess knowing that Lilo wasn't going to be here, I was going to do just a little bit of a montage of some of our best clips. And lo and behold... I did not have the time to go through all of our old episodes, so you are just sort of stuck with me talking into a microphone for a shorter-than-usual episode because while there is a lot of cool stuff going on, um, there is also a sort of uh, less-than-large amount of things to discuss from those large uh number of topics as it were uh but just to give you a little rundown as to a table of content uh i'm going to go over a little bit of solo sea of thieves uh first take review um we're going to go a little bit over uh dragon ball legends coming out on mobile owl stage two folks on tencent thq nordic signing uh with Nickelodeon and a little bit more and then for our final lap as it i guess we're going to call it i don't know how that's going to realistically end up i want to say we'll keep that titled the final lap but as a segment that we want to sort of discuss in a more expansive way i figure the final lap does and doesn't make sense i don't know let us know hit me up on twitter what do you suggest would be a good name and whatever that name would be is irrelevant as but we do have the topic which is mobile gaming and how there seems to be a sort of breakthrough moment occurring for gaming on mobile where it's sort of been a scene of casual gamers I guess you know Candy Crush and you know those sort of infinite runners come to mind there's also been a sort of large amount of you know artistic creations on uh, the service and that is uh, something we'll discuss further as well as you know Fortnite mobile obviously pubg mobile etc but we'll get into it there but without much further ado let's get let's get into quick scope because i I know you guys i i want to say this is everyone's favorite segment but the ironically potentially titled Quick scope, but it's a quick scope of the industry. I guess I'm gonna have to reiterate that every time. Anyway, uh, we have up first Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, which we had mentioned last week. A remastered version was coming out. Re- apparently, won't have multiplayer because the studio that is going to be developing the game, uh, which is not the uh, initial developer, which uh, was Raven Software of the original Modern warfare 2 game uh and the remastered first one as well but apparently this is going to be a separate developer uh rumors have it that it was a developer that worked on these uh single player campaign for call of duty 4 um i don't know i guess we'll we'll end up seeing how that goes i, I wonder who decided that a game beloved for its multiplayer would be released without said multiplayer but i am not the one making that decision anywho up next we have vermintide 2 which is interesting to note has already outsold it, the entire lifetime revenue of its uh prequel in just two weeks and that is pretty interesting from a sort of small independent uh, development house called Fat Shark, and the ability for that company to sell that amount of games, I don't play, uh, but Lilo is a big fan. I'm going to give him a couple of days to play, so we should have the review for you within a week for Friday's, next Friday's episode. Uh, Be on the lookout for Lilo's Vermintide 2 review because... I feel like I've seen people play, but I, I don't get it. That's not my style of gaming, so I will get you guys someone to talk about it who does play that style of gaming. Seems fair. Seems fair. Anyway, up next, uh, this is just something that's small, but of note to me, at least personally, which is that the creator of Stardew Valley, Eric Barone, has a major profile in GQ magazine sort of cool uh it's a really interesting uh that the gaming developers have been able to you know sort of cross that threshold i thought players unknown the guy i forget his name was really uh you know as much of an interesting story but this guy like literally created the game by himself like solo solo dolo and that's a story that's worth being told and so hopefully we can get him on the show someday but uh, it's worth the read it's called Valley Forged How One Man Made the Indie Video Game Sensation Stardew Valley by Sam White check it out read it up and uh, enjoy it anyway let's uh, let's get on to our next story here I have to I believe uh, I want to say we went over this but I can't really recall. And so without Lilo here to tell me or to clarify, I'm just going to say we did it. And that's that Facebook released a beta of a new games SDK, which is a software development kit uh, that aims to let developers build Facebook sharing uh, functionality into their projects. And so that would allow uh, games to directly be able to stream within uh within it it just be a built-in uh function which would make it much uh easier for people to be able to stream said game uh i guess that's sort of the future now that you know everything's going to be sort of geared towards streaming and youtube and streamers and clips and highlights but i guess kind of see how that trend plays out i'm gonna that's definitely something i'm gonna follow i've been sort of looking for the interesting sociological threads that are going through gaming and that sort of reflects in what type of games i guess are being made nor their popularity it just it has a it's just interesting it's like a sort of the way that you would study media environment and you think about how is the gaming environment similar to the same way the news environment works i guess the gaming just works within a different framework but That is rambling. So I'm going to move on, I suppose, to our next story, which is uh, PUBG has released Xbox One patch, uh, patch 11, I suppose. It's supposed to just be a sort of graphical improvement and a frame rate optimization. (sighs) You know, we will mention that we, as, as I'm about to get into a Fortnite story, that we talk a little bit too much. Oh, wait, before I do that, PUBG Mobile also came out. We were going to talk about it last week and I guess we're going to touch on it or I'll I'm going to touch on it uh at the end segment, but uh it's just filled with bots apparently, but it's pretty fun to play. I don't know. I don't I don't see I don't see a sort of that even Fortnite translating to mobile, but we will play it. We have some codes. I I'm not going to play the mobile version, I'll be frankly honest. And that is not because I have a dated version of an iOS 10, uh, and I don't want to upgrade my phone, which is a iPhone Success. So I probably don't have the space for Fortnite. So I just gave one to Lilo and was like, "Okay, we'll just give the other ones away because I'm not gonna upgrade my iOS because I don't need my phone running slower than it is with less battery life than it already has." So nice try, Apple, but <laughs> I call that a loophole. I call that a loophole. Anywho, uh, with regards to Fortnite at GDC, which is the Game Developers Conference, they announced a new replay system, which is a sort of highlight making tool. It's pretty awesome. It looks like it was sort of, or I guess they even sort of announced that it was aimed at streamers and those looking to make professional looking clips for YouTube. Uh, They had Twitch streamer Alistair Ali Aiken out there who has millions and millions of followers. Um, But, you know, they just showed it. It is pretty cool. It is going to make things really fun to, I guess, even if you want to learn about how you died, how someone set something up, you know, you could learn because it has sort of every single angle possible it's really cool. If you play Fortnite, you're gonna check it out. You already know about it, so we're not gonna dive too deep into that because I don't have anyone to bounce this off of. So, and I haven't tried it. So, what's what more there to say, really? Anyway, let's get on to our next story here. You see how I'm just like gunning through this? It's just because like as I was saying, there's not really much to add about some of this stuff. I maybe on the back end, I'm gonna be talking a little bit about some more interesting things but at the moment still questionable anyway uh up next we have dragon ball legends is going to be coming out this summer it is sort of the mobile version of dragon ball fighter z it looks actually pretty decent i want to say uh it shows that um you know bandai namco is trying to create a sort of dedicated uh gaming, I guess, experience for mobile as well, uh, which is why I guess there's just a, a large uh, trend towards mobile, and that's why it ended up coincidentally being the the topic. We were going to do it last week, but it seemed like with Xbox Game Pass and or on Tuesday's episode, I see, I always say last week, but I meant Tuesday's episode, but we figured uh, with Sea of Thieves out, it would make more sense to allow it to automatically be uh you know dedicated to just microsoft and xbox and so now (laughs) and see these whoa what happens in three days what happens in three days anyway we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that but before we do we're gonna get into a little bit of overwatch league i started rewatching it i had sort of fallen off just a tiny bit because i don't want to say i got bored i just I got really tired of Overwatch, if I'm going to be frankly honest. Uh, Nothing against them, but everything against the game. But anyway, anyway, um, stage two is wrapping up actually this week. Uh, Very quickly or much quicker than I had anticipated. I felt like stage one was... Far longer, but this Sunday is going to be which is march twenty fifth the stage two title matches uh the i guess third place game is uh at four o'clock and the championship game is at six pm I'm assuming these are eastern standard times, and the prize pool is one hundred and twenty five thousand for the winner and twenty five thousand for uh second place if you do not recall um <clears throat> I still don't get that, like, the same thing that happened in stage one where the London Spitfire, which were one of the teams in the league, were playing in the second, in the the earlier stage match. And then if they win, then they have to play the championship team, like, right after that. So I guess that makes sense to just have the same team maybe potentially have to play twice. I think it could be an advantage because if you win, you're at least feeling like you're on a streak and you're warmed up rather than coming in cold, but anyway, it's going to be the same teams. It's almost literally the identical uh, 1-2 at top as usual. The all-Korean Excelsior and Spitfire followed by I think it's a fusion right now, but things are sort of like jumbled and moving around. It's pretty interesting and we'll see how that sort of pans out before we definitely have uh time to i guess no i guess the next time we're going to be able to to cover this is going to be tuesday after the championship so as it stands right now at at least it is the uh, excelsior at one and the spitfire at two uh the excelsior at eight and one and spitfire six and two number three is philadelphia fusion at six and three at four is the gladiators at six and three and at five is the soul dynasty at six and three uh that is really interesting because when it comes down to tied map uh or tied when loss, it goes to differentials on maps and so it goes uh philadelphia fusions is 11 uh plus 10 plus seven so there's a total of plus four and they all have games before Uh, the Sunday championship day. So uh, there's not much to guess. You know, it's obviously going to be New York one, Excelsior two. I think it's going to be the gladiators who have been really good this season. We'll see. We'll see. My, my money's on gladiators as the third and Excelsior and then the Excelsior just cleaning up stage two because they got upset by uh, the spitfire in stage one playoffs. And, they're pretty nasty, <laughs> they're really good, and so I have faith in the Excelsior, even though they almost lost to the Dallas Fuels tonight, but that's neither here nor there, which sort of mimics what time we're potentially recording this, but you shall never know anyway, On to a little bit of Smash news, so it looks like Nintendo has announced a Super Smash brothers Switch tournament in June, and it's going to be at e three and E3 is a major video game uh, expo, and this year it's going to be taking place in Los Angeles on June 11th and 12th. It is an invitational tournament, so Nintendo is looking to invite top Smash Brothers players to compete. Um, They haven't announced how many people are going to participate or what the setup is, etc. But, you know... This is going to be awesome I, they're definitely you know they had mentioned in the nintendo direct that they would be show I, I guess they hadn't mentioned gameplay after the tease but you know i assume that if nintendo decided to show super Bra- uh, super smash brothers or release it super smash brothers switch at e3 releasing it would be wild that would be a a, a genius move to release it on that day um or the day after like a surprise album release. like oh, Nintendo if you're listening do the surprise album release no video game does it because no video game has This capital that can be built by some or that has a capital built of Smash Brothers that can manage that If You've already teased it the same way you drop the surprise teaser you drop that surprise game every single person is gonna go by that like Like right away like right away. So Hopefully you guys listen. I I, I, I genuinely think it is a, it would be genius to to surprise release Super Smash Brothers or surprise or give 48 hours notice or 24 hours notice and just secretly stock shelves. Like I don't know. I don't know how you would manage it, but it should be done in the same manner that the game was announced. And that is all untied to the fact that uh, I thought. You know, or we thought that Nintendo Direct was in a way uh, for Nintendo to be able to announce their own stuff and it looks like E3, as, Microsoft, as we had mentioned last week or on Tuesday, <laughs> again, last week on Tuesday, of Microsoft taking out like a bigger venue and trying to create a bigger spectacle that is going to be sort of squashed if Nintendo decides to show out with Super Smash Brothers. It is just the honest truth. So what can you do though, what can you do? Anyway, on to a company that we mention quite often here because they are worth mentioning quite often. They are a conglomerate in the industry and to be covered as such. So Tencent, surprise, surprise their Q4 profits doubled so uh, due to big jumps in mobile games and smaller PC growth uh, and investments in gaming obviously they were able to see a 105% increase on year to year profit from last quarter online games specifically were like almost 30% um, the, you know they have WeChat and Weixin, which are you know have just under a billion monthly active users like that's not to mention their gaming portfolio and that's not to mention our next story which is that they just signed a deal with uh or a further deal because i had mentioned i guess weeks and weeks ago how ubisoft tencent had made a deal to distribute mobile games but they announced an even further strategic agreement uh just a couple of days ago in which tencent will quote-unquote operate publish and promote several of Ubisoft's or Ubisoft's I don't, know, I don't know how to fucking pronounce that shit most successful titles on PC and mobile in the Chinese market PUBG had to partner with them to get in the Chinese market like Lego partnered with them Disney partnered with them. everyone's got a, you got to 10 10 cents the 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 money you have to pay to be able to get into the Chinese market if you're a gaming company like and I'd be like oh but what about League of Legends oh sorry they own the company so of course League of Legends so anyway what can you do you got to respect it I respect it um but we'll see Uh, I mean it's a good partnership and uh you know I wanted to get a little bit into the fact that Ubisoft ended up fighting off a hostile takeover by Vivendi but I know I'm um i'll get into that another time it's a, too long of a story to be able to get into solo uh, uh i always hear that and i'm like pun but that's so common that it's irrelevant so anyway next up we have a little bit of a flashback for your friday which is that thq nordic uh revealed that they're going to be partnering with Nickelodeon and bringing back select quote unquote bring back selected uh game titles from the past and make hd remasters uh that includes avatar uh cat scratch danny phantom invader zim classic game uh jimmy neutron rocket power rock modern life Rugrat, spongebob SquarePants, ren and Sippy, fairly odd parents the wild thornberries Uh, it's a perfect partnership I THQ Nordic I believe used to make Nickelodeon games in the past and now they're getting back to making them again I would buy it on console I would buy it on PC but give it to me on mobile and you'll make a lot of money that is really it if you're going to remake and I'm I'm going to say it again as that's as we move forward it is just that those sorts of games to be able to get mass penetration to be able to get the largest market need to just some of them like something like that just needs to be like a two dollar game that you could buy on your mobile phone. You're not gonna get as much mobile monetization or you're not gonna get as much continued uh you know in-game purchases as you would want in those games. And so you have to treat it sort of like the Mario Run uh initial strategy was, which was to give you a, a sample of the game and then you could just buy it outright for $10 with no uh, additional purchases required. Obviously, they switched that around. They're not going to do it. But for these sort of remasters, yeah, you would make you'd be able to sell that game for, I guess, $10 on the PlayStation Store or the Xbox. I guess you can do it simultaneously if you sold it on there. But if you sold it on the phone as well, mobile, iOS and Android, you'd make a shit ton of money because... Casual people who love the properties because everyone who grew up in the 90s has a cell phone. Anyway, that's all for that. Um, Let's get into our last two, three stories before we pop into the final lap here. That is that this story is actually sort of funny to me. And that's we had covered that Atari was getting into uh, cryptocurrency and launching two coins. But now it looks like that Atari is trying to uh fund a biopic about nolan bushnell through cryptocurrency by selling something called a bushnell token um that's fucking stupid i know blockchain is i, I i've said that now i'm officially on the bandwagon of blockchain I, I think that it's more interesting applications are in how the technology will work in digital uh ip ownership which is if you own like skins in a game how much do you really own it and can you sell it and how does the cash out process work it creates a sort of new murky legal field that's going to be interesting or at least in my opinion interesting and so blockchain technology will work within the back end uh technology of that and to see something like this, which is we're gonna make a movie and fund a token it's like f- what the fuck are you using an i c o for to fund a movie like w- there's no crossover there's no value there's nothing you can like what what would what, what would be the point of owning that coin like what what inherent value what 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 relative I guess inherent value is irrelevant when it comes to digital uh when it comes to digital currency so if we're going to say what's the relative value then and you know like what do you get back do you get a percentage of revenue are you going to do a Fig version but shout out we hit up their team hopefully they respond we're gonna try to get someone on we mentioned fig last week check them out at play fig um really interesting company they're doing an interesting fund rate game uh, or an interesting crowd funding uh business model which basically gives investors a share of the revenue if the bushnell team is doing this or bushnell or and atari are doing this where they're going to give a percentage of the revenue to the people who are going to buy the token then i get it but if not then a well, fucking fuck you need an ico for it a high you know finance this shit I bet, you know they're like oh we turned down money from traditional sources and i'm like no you didn't you did not get any major offers Anyway, that's enough for anything about that. We're going to get on to our next thing, which is just a quick mention of a renewed multi-year partnership between DreamHack and Twitch. Uh, It's going to be uh, between the two for broadcast rights for 13 languages. Uh, It will be uh, pretty interesting. You know, or not really pretty interesting. It's pretty, I guess, typical given that they've been there for over a decade already since, you know, Twitch was just TV, so, you know, it'll be good. It makes sense um, for Twitch to reaffirm some of those traditional partnerships, especially in lieu of Facebook and YouTube making major aggressive pushes for content. You know, as we had covered last week, YouTube and Facebook had gotten the pro Marvel, or the pro Capcom tour, and you know they're going to have a few i guess new tournaments as well we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens after this uh two years is up for blizzard in terms of their deal with twitch what the what they're going to try to demand for rebroadcasting rights and if we might not end up seeing a company like caffeine end up swooping through and taking uh the rights that's two years from now but That will be definitely set a standard for rights renegotiations in the field, regardless of how bloated it's going to be, uh, those figures, that is. Um, I I think CSGO is sort of inherently the most valuable one, um, just because it's so spread out around the world. You know, uh, it's global reach is bigger than a lot of people in the US. It's like global reach is global reach, so... Uh, I looked at a couple of studies. You could almost argue, you can make almost a case that you know in, in Asia it's already self evident how popular sports are. There's no point to convince people there. But even the rest of the country, you see Europe or South America, uh, which would be the two major hubs. Aside, uh, gaming could probably arguably be third or fourth most popular sport there behind obviously football, which is there, fo- which is real football, not American football then basketball, then maybe something, and then gaming, or gaming and then something else. So there's an argument to be made uh, about all of that. But those can be made at another time with more people to have that conversation with rather than me rambling sort of incoherently into a microphone at you. So I sympathize. So... Let's get this moving though. Let's get into our Sea of Thieves review. It is not kind, it is not friendly, and it is not personal. It's fun to play uh, and it is sort of enjoyable when you can actually get on because they had to shut down the servers uh, or shut down new players coming in because of how crowded the servers got. Even though did even though they did about you know six seven I believe uh, stress tests on the servers for which we applauded them and said this to Microsoft and Xbox as well, which was if you are going to launch a AAA title as a same day release on your platform, you better be. You know they basically sold the Game Pass and sea of Thieves simultaneously and that I said it I was like there's going to be a lot of fucking people coming from the game pass we're going to want to play so if you're one of the people and you're like oh yada 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 I spent 70 bucks to buy this game I come home I turn it on it's oh shit you're not allowed on you're like what well, the fuck you go on you know Twitter I guess that's only place. I don't know where else people get information from because that's where the company statements come in and they say oh sorry we had to shut down new players coming onto the game And then you're out for, I guess I want to say the evening. It was like five, six hours, if not a little more. And then they did a little bit of a video with their developers uh, talking about the problems they had, regardless of the server issues, which even if I forgive it, it's even with the game itself, which is sort of, you know, I had seen, I guess, an article. I forget where it was, but it had made a, a comparison, which is now being sort of, roundly phrased and I guess people are thinking it's original so I'm just going to say off the bat it wasn't an original thought but it's No Man's Sky which is I remember when Trav got it and he was playing it and I was like so like what do you do he's like I'm exploring I was like yeah but like to what fucking end that's an important question to what end and so like you know if you have the same five mechanics over and over and over on different looking planets like a fuck! Difference does that make? Same thing with safety thieves. You get the same mechanics over and over and over on different I guess islands with the same makeup or a different map layout, but the same shit happening over and over. It's like you could play for a couple of hours and be done with it. In my, I mean, the the idea is perfect, and when it works, it's like it's really fun when it works right. But at the same time, there. I hope that they can follow in the footsteps of someone like Epic like they did with Fortnite and quickly were able to be like, bam, 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 like upgrade, 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 and kept flipping those patches to be able to keep up with how big the game was getting. Their servers have been able to handle it. I guess they had one issue like a week or two ago, but like they said, all right, we'll be down two hours. They got up and they're good. Like the rare team did not do that they said sorry people are down then they did not post again until the next day and then then they didn't even clarify that the issue had been resolved or what the you know solution was going to be moving forward until they released that video and they still didn't even you know they then they casually went by i was like that's a pretty big deal to cut off new people locking Mm -hmm. into your game on the day of release like I don't know seemed like a big deal. It is a big deal to me at least if you're going to charge people full price I used a game pass to get on so like I guess my bitching is sort of like (laughs) Qualified because I'm not necessarily paying for the game, but if I paid I'd be upset so I'm upset on behalf of the people actually paid and um, You know hopefully so as I was saying Hopefully, they do the Microsoft, they do the Epic thing and are able to just get their uh, you know patches and upgrades in, or they go down the PUBG way and they wait, and a second game that has similar functions is able to be able to dominate the market because it shows that people are open to a open world water-based pirate game and so that concept in and of itself which has been i guess floated by people but which for what fucking reason has it never been made I, I i fundamentally don't understand that which is like pirates man pirates are cool pirates are awesome everyone loves pirates everyone wants to be a pirate why wouldn't you make a pirate video game that is just like this and so it has the graphics like I, the art design is exactly the type of game that you would want to be able to play endlessly and so you know i have hope or ha- i hope rather that you know rare is able to turn this into a fortnight like sort of not i guess phenomenon but enjoyable experience and like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm teetering on the edge of buying a battle pass but i don't know i don't know so you guys hit me up tell me why i should buy a battle pass so we'll get into there but anyway um that's about it with sea of thieves uh that's all we have for quick i guess that's all i got for you guys for quick scope, which i guess is relatively large but that's only because i expanded a little bit at the end yeah uh, and this sort of plays into a lot of the conversation i had there uh even though this is i guess the final app but at the same time Uh, mobile gaming and how it is sort of mobile gaming's moment and you know this was even the CEO of uh, Epic Games uh Tim Sweeney at the Game Developers Conference that I mentioned earlier in the show had a talk and he spoke about how very rightfully so that the uh mobile gaming sphere had been stagnating and how most of the games were ad-driven games and a lot of them had sketchy uh, monetization models. And it was just a mess. Like, even, you know, Mario Run for most, I guess, you know, in in the scale of, you know, or I guess relatively speaking, I guess everything's always relatively speaking if you think about it. But uh, relatively speaking, didn't do, wasn't a massive success as to what it could have been. And it just showed, like, there hasn't been any sort of breakthrough games. And not games, because I'm going to get into how different, how there have been major, beautiful executions and successes on mobile but how they haven't been able to draw anyone in past casual gamers and how to me that solution is going into the retro gaming market where you're playing on a 2d screen anyway and you just have 2d games like i don't need a 3d game on my phone like i get the i get the intent but like it doesn't translate it just doesn't translate simply put um you know fortnite looks cool mobile pubg mobile looks cool but i've never played really a game that i could use straight tapping that's 3d environment based and enjoy myself on an ipad yeah i figure fortnite could potentially not be terrible but like i don't know building on that and i don't know it seems ridiculous it seems ridiculous to me at least but um People, you know, are enjoying it. You know, within 72, within 24 hours, Fortnite, I believe, or 24 or 72 hours, it became the most downloaded game uh, or most downloaded app on the iOS market and Android market. Wild. It also had players within 72 hours spend over $1.5 million just on buying shit in the game. And, you know, obviously it's invite only, so a lot of it was mobile players who were already gamers but i guess they sort of expanded that as well but that google uh play just launched something called google play instant which will allow you to one tap download games on the games market for google play uh you know subway surfers a game that just passed one billion downloads on the Uh, Android uh, are, are on the Google Play market and the first Android title to do so, like between Vermintide and PUBG and Fortnite, like the number of people who are playing games has increased so dramatically in the last two years, three years maybe, that there is just a massive well of people who are interested in gaming. So there's a new normal when it comes to game spending. So... For vermin to be like, oh wow there's a crazy amount of people buying and it's like no it's just everyone's gaming now like everyone is playing games now because it's become a more social experience and with social media sort of taking a backseat, if you don't use twitter or facebook to interact it's like okay would you how do you keep in touch with people oh I, i'm gonna give a phone call it's like no if i go like let's just get on twitch or discord and let's play a game and we'll talk while we play a game like shit simple instead of you know I don't, I don't gotta have a long text conversation with someone i my head of my, like yo where we dropping but that fucking dies so many times but anyway uh it just you know goes into how you know mobile gaming is just sort of taking off because i guess the larger ecosphere is Sort of signaling that gaming is acceptable, so you know, granted, there have been really cool games on mobile, like if you look at uh, Monument Valley, a uh, beautiful game, if you look at was it snowman or it's a uh, uh, follow up alto 's Odyssey, which is a game I, I think we covered a couple of weeks back, but it just really speaks to you know the fact that the medium is really amenable if even if it was stale in terms of like console esque gameplay did have a lot of artistic uh, creations and merit between those two. If you ever ever played a game called Mechorama, M E K O R A M A, I don't know if it's on Android. I do know it's on iOS, and it's and all these games are free, which is also wild. Which guess uh, in game purchases how they get you, but you know, it is a uh, sphere that sort of lent itself the most to uh, artistic. Uh, artistic puzzles and that is something uh, worth enjoying that is something worth enjoying and just to give you one final statistic uh, this is a report uh, accorded a report by App Annie and IDC which found that and here this is the final statistic on on mobile gaming mobile gaming has increased its share of the worldwide gaming market as direct consumer spending on mobile games was more than one-third higher than the spending total on consoles, PC, and Mac, and handhelds combined. <sighs> what else is there to say? What else is there to say? If you're making that much money, like, you, everyone has a phone. That's the difference. But like you, can't, you can't quantify that difference. How many people have an Xbox? I don't know. Everyone has a phone. Every single person you know has a smartphone. Every single person, you know, has a smartphone. If you're a assert, everyone, you know, has a smartphone. And I was going to say, associate, everyone, everyone. And so what does everyone also do? Play games. So if in every single person's hand in the world is a console, why not? Why not make use that as a as a platform for games? I think that's what was, I guess, I want to say at least redeemable about the idea that Fortnite could be cross-play between mobile and pc which i get it in theory but not the right game to do it should be a racing game or something something that doesn't allow for that or doesn't require that much intricate you know doesn't have that many intricate requirements uh, rather but anyway as you can tell i am fully for mobile gaming when it comes to retro games and for Mario Kart, which is going to be huge because it's going to take basically that model of what Fortnite's doing, but it's going to do it on mobile games only. Which is what if you took a big ass server, you dedicated it, and then everyone in the world with a phone could just play with their own friends or online and just play Mario Kart? Like, you're not going to do it, you're not going to manage a shooter very well, but a racing game or something to that effect. But what can you do when you're not the one making decisions? But one day we shall. And we shall make the right ones, because we always do. And that's all we got for you today. Enjoy your weekend, and be sure to be on the lookout for a couple of uh, uh, hopeful changes uh, coming to the show for you soon. Anyway, adios, ladies, gentlemen, precocious children, and animals.